1: Inside Sources with Lloyd-Matheson Super excited about our topic This segment Immigrants and refugees Who have come to call America home Contribute a lot To our rich and diverse culture But they also make a difference economically as well. Utah is launching a new task force, the New Americans Task Force, which I love the the name of that, uh, to find out what that impact really is. And we're really thrilled to have joining us on the program today. Natalie Eldiri is the uh, Director of Immigration and New American Integration at the Utah Immigration Assistance Center in the Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity. And uh, Natalie, thanks for joining us today
0: thanks so much for having me.
1: Uh, I think this is a wonderful task force to really start looking at and highlighting the vital role that new Americans have in in our communities and especially on our economies. Tell us uh, about this new task force.
0: Well, we're really excited to be launching this task force. We had our um, our launch events yesterday, and the purpose of the convening was to present some of the latest research on new Americans in Utah. That really highlights the contribution. And then a call to action to ask business community, uh, faith community, social service providers, so many other people to come and join us and help setting a statewide strategy for immigrant inclusion.
1: So give us some of the uh, the baseline findings there in terms of kind of where where are we starting? What do we know uh, when it comes to these new Americans having a, an impact here in the state of Utah?
0: Yeah, well, we know that Utah's population and industries are growing and with it, with it, its immigrant populations are growing alongside it. So between 2000 and 2019, the number of immigrants in Utah increased by 63.7% uh, 7% compared to 41.4% nationally. So they account for about 12% of uh, our state's population growth and around 8% of the state's population. So lots of numbers there, but basically we see that, uh, that the immigrant population in Utah is growing, um, just alongside, um, other areas of our, uh, growing economy and population.
1: Yeah. And what does that, uh, what does that economic footprint look like? How are they contributing to the economy again, especially here in the Behan state?
0: Yeah, well, there's two uh, ways that we're looking at this. One is in terms of workforce. And so we know that while immigrants make up about 8.4% of the population, that they are a growing sector within our uh, physicians, with manufacturing workers, and with healthcare workers. In fact, immigrants constitute about 19% of our manufacturer workers. So in a really important segment of that industry. Um, And many are uh, uniquely positioned to fill workforce shortages um, and just contribute to a thriving economy overall. And when we know we talk about Economy, We know that we need a strong tax base for that thriving economy, and so we think about the tax contributions and spending power of immigrants alongside that.
1: Uh, I think that's so important to factor all of, of that in, and uh, of course, we, we know that coming to a, a new place is, is rarely easy, whether that's a, a refugee or somebody uh, coming to call America their home and to become a citizen. Uh, what are some of the obstacles that you are seeing and finding or things that we need to overcome in in order to make sure we're really maximizing the power and the potential uh, of these new folks in our state? Sure. Well, I
0: think we uh, talk a lot about, you know, Utah being a welcoming state. Right. So we look at our industries, we look at um, different services and programs and uh, education and um, just continuing in that spirit of welcoming that goes even beyond that to um, to a sense of belonging. So how are we creating workplaces and educational institutes that help immigrants? feel like they belong in our communities. Um, and that's everything from um, having some support programs that help reduce language barriers. Um, we had some successful legislation just this past session around um, driver's license access and having the driver's license test available in different languages and to other um, immigration statuses of folks who are here uh, on a, uh, with, uh, with different um, uh, residency statuses. And we know that you need a driver's license to get to work, to get your kids to school, to do so many things that are really critical uh, to setting down groups. And so those are some of the barriers But we've done some really good work in um, overcoming some of those barriers, but we certainly have a lot of work to do, and that's why this task force is so important to help us identify what some of those gaps are uh, statewide. Um, a lot of this work has, uh, has started here in Salt Lake City, um, you know, between Salt Lake County and Salt Lake uh, City Corporation to uh, really create inclusive practices, um, and of course with our uh, Department of Workforce Services, but we're now looking at a statewide footprint, and that's really exciting
1: for us. Uh, uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, kind of that broader footprint in terms of some of our more rural communities uh, in terms of what kind of population is coming in there. What What does that look like?
0: Well, we're just uh, kind of hitting the tip of the iceberg with this new research data statewide, um, but we haven't just it down to some of the different counties and rural communities. Um, but we are launching a listening tour where we'll be going around the state, um, along with uh, myself and then some and the community partners to really uh, look at what's what's happening around the state with immigrant communities. Um, and so taking this new American task force, the presentation and the data, to engage with stakeholders more personally, um, and to listen and learn about the immigrant communities and some of the obstacles that they face um, around the state, so we'll be going to um, to northern Utah, central Utah, uh, southern Utah um, over the next handful of months um, to really get that perspective and add that into uh, to the task force commitments that we have um, around economic opportunity, connected communities, education, and um, and government leadership.
1: Uh, So, so important. We often talk about Utah as being a place where there is great upward mobility uh, and doing a good job of of removing a lot of those barriers. What else should we be thinking about as uh, this task force continues to roll out or things we should be watching for where we can remove some of those barriers and again, create that upward mobility path uh, for all?
0: Mm -hmm. And I think there's just a, some uh, sometimes knowledge or communication gaps that happen. And we're not doing direct outreach into immigrant communities to let them know about all the opportunities that the state has to offer to all of its residents. Um, and so we're um, excited to be able to uh, to be able to to increase those communication channels statewide in terms of what are some of those opportunities. And then again, the task force will help to illuminate some of those gaps. But when we're thinking about workforce development, and I think for the business sector specifically, what are some of those um, those uh, professional Certifications or trades that people can be upskilling into, and how do we make sure that they're inclusive of immigrant communities, which might include adding in some vocational ESL so people have the vocabulary that they need to be able to move up in industries, um, or uh, or uh, you know, alongside tracks of, of different certifications, some uh, some additional support that might be needed to um, to overcome some of those barriers um, to entry uh, that, that folks face.
1: Yeah, as as you've had a chance to really dive into this, Natalie, what uh, what has surprised you in this, and what should we be looking forward to uh, in the months ahead?
0: I think uh, what has... um I won't say it surprised me, but one thing that I've been particularly pleased with is, um, the, the mobilization, um, of course, with the convening partners for the New Americans Task Force is the Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity, the Salt Lake Chamber, the Economic Development Corporation of Utah, and the World Trade Center. And between these four entities and the, uh, the stakeholders that, that really engage with our work in each of those organizations, there's been a great deal of support across the board and a really, um, you know, curiosity and interest and wanting to understand who, um, who are the new Americans that are in the state um, and a real receptivity to learn and we want to make sure that we're continuing that receptivity to learn um, because that's really the foundation of where our work begins um, is to know uh, what contributions immigrants make to our communities and then um, exactly to your question, what are some of the things that we can do to reduce those barriers? So I've been really pleased with uh, with the, um, the, the warm reception that we've had uh, from all sectors of the community and major stakeholders and, and particularly with the uh, the business community um, and looking at some of those key industries that we know are growing within Utah's
1: economy. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Natalie Eldiri, she's the Director of Immigration and New American Integration at the Utah Immigration Assistance Center inside the Governor's Office of Economic Opportunity. Uh, Natalie, this is important work uh, as we look at all of this. Uh, thanks for joining us today and we'll look forward to more reports uh, in the months ahead.
0: Yeah, thank
1: you so much for uh, giving me time. I appreciate it. All right. Again, that's uh, Natalie Eldury, uh Director of Immigration and New American Integration. Uh, and this new task force, uh, I love it. It's the Utah's New Americans Task Force looking at the vital role that new Americans, uh, whether they're coming here to make America their home, whether they're coming as a refugee, uh, they have significant impact on our communities and on our state and, of course, on the nation as well. Uh, But especially here in the state of Utah, as long as we can continue to provide a welcoming space, as long as we have businesses that are willing to partner and work together to make sure those resources they need. Uh, Natalie pointed out some of those things that are just crucial. You know, you don't think about, oh, got to have a driver's license if you're going to drive the kids to school, if you're going to get to work. Uh, you got to have the English language skills and having the right support structures there. There's a host of other things that I think we have to continue that conversation because when it comes to this place that we call Utah, when it comes to this place we call America, Uh, It's always within that idea of those who come here and call American home, wherever they are from, whatever the background, that is what makes this nation and this state. Most extraordinary. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. When we come back, we're going to look at some ways to improve our democracy and get the right policy solutions. Stay with us. We'll be back after top of the hour news. More to come on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. We
0: really need you to Utah's choice for one hundred years. In the midst of a
1: serious financial crisis, Thomas S. Monson was ordained and set apart. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. We're the station for breaking news, traffic, and weather. T- Together and conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust. From KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cawley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home.